Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Sydney's Royal Botanic Garden is Australia's oldest scientific institution. If you've ever been there, you also know it's got amazing views across Sydney Harbour to the Opera House. Its podcast, Branch Out, shows off the science and the stories behind some of the most interesting plants in its collection. And with nature right there on its doorstep, it's great to hear so many of the interviews recorded out there looking at stuff, allowing scientists to get a little bit more animated than they might do stuck in the studio or in a lab. Trevor Wilson and New Zealander Matt Renner are botanical buddies who spend weeks at a time together on the road trying to discover new plants. Shame they don't share the same musical tastes and can only agree on listening to one song on the car stereo, which they do on repeat for hundreds and hundreds of Ks. The song's City of New Orleans by Arlo Guthrie, just in case you're wondering. That's just one of the facts that emerges as they discuss a brand new plant they discovered in a very unlikely place. Creek crossings, cliff ledges. Collecting in swamps and low-lying areas. Hey, I'm Vanessa Fuchs, and that's Dr Trevor Wilson and Dr Matt Renner, botanists from the Royal Botanic Garden, Sydney, who brave the elements to collect and study plant material all over Australia. How about the, um, the Razorback Ridge that we're on collecting those bunya pines, where one metre to your left is a 100-metre drop and one metre to your right is a 100-metre drop and you're standing underneath a towering 20, 25 meter tall tree that's on the cusp of this thing. Hmm, if somebody pushes it over, the whole ledge will come off with you, I think. Starting with early human efforts to identify edible, medicinal, and poisonous plants, botany is one of the oldest branches of science. And Matt and Trevor continue to venture into the wilderness to discover what's out there. But Matt wasn't always interested in plants. used to think that plants were the most boring things on Earth because they didn't do anything, um, and they all looked the same anyway. But uh, I was given an orchid to look after by my mum when I was 14, and something popped in my brain because uh, it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. What about it was crazy? Uh, it um, It was a stick with three leaves stuck on the top, growing in a pot full of rocks. And uh, for me, in my ignorant appreciation of the world around me, it uh, broke all the rules about what I thought plants should be. Matt has come a long way from caring for his mother's orchid. For the last 18 years, he's been studying a group of simple plants known as bryophytes. This group of plants is made up of liverworts, mosses and hornworts, which started growing on land about 470 million years ago. I was amazed that uh, you could take um, you know, a piece of what's literally green scunge like this 
Matt's pointing to some liverworts which are blanketing some rocks inside the fernery at the Royal Botanic Garden, Sydney, and reflecting on how he first became interested in these ancient but seemingly uninteresting plants. And I was just, I was, I was astounded that you could get this stuff to genus, uh, let alone species. I thought it was some sort of botanical dark art. It was almost like magic. And um, when I when I looked at them under a dissecting microscope, I yeah, I really just, uh, I just fell in love with them. Yeah. Like these are, these are, these are just intricate little beasts. They have all sorts of um, appendages and cilia on the underside. They're, 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 they're gorgeous organisms. But you don't see it until you look at them with a microscope. And when I did, uh, something inside my brain popped, and I've been, uh, I've been hooked on them. Everyday people don't really stop to look at liverworts or think about them in the way Matt does. Honestly, they're very easy to overlook. And from where I'm standing inside the fernery, it really does just look like green scunge. I need Matt to paint a better picture. In New Zealand, we have this thing called mossy forest. And I love it because most of the biomass and most of the diversity in mossy forest is actually liverworts. So, um, <laughs> Why are you giggling? I, I enjoy that. <laughs> oh, I love correcting people. Um, so oh. I'm like, really, it's not, it's not mossy forest, it's liverworty forest. So the tops of many Pacific islands covered in liverworty forests. Uh, PNG, all across the Indonesian archipelago, uh, really high diversity um, of liverworts in those forests. We actually have these tiny, humble plants to thank for causing such a major rise in the oxygen content of Earth's atmosphere, paving the way for our very existence. They also gave rise to the more complex plants like trees, flowers, grasses and vines, known as vascular plants, which is Trevor's domain. In particular, Plectranthus. Plectranthus is this little herbaceous, succulent almost, uh, mint plant that grows all up and down Australia and across the tropics, all the way to Africa. And we don't really know much about it in Australia. Despite studying very different plants, Trevor and Matt make an awesome team. In 2014, they went on a field trip to Jardine River National Park in far north Queensland, the very tip, to look for Plectranthus. In northern Queensland, in the Cape York, where we, where we aimed to go, has a really high diversity of, of Plectranthus species, or so it's thought. So we decided to go around all the rocky outcrops wherever we could get to and see what was there. I thought, looking at a, looking at a map, up at the Jardine River, I said, hey Matt, this has got a bit of some rocks in the area. So I thought, oh, this is a great place for Plectranthus. Did and you find any? No. <laughs> but, but the story has a good point to it. Yes, it does. So Matt's come along to a seasonally dry, monsoonal, low-lying area. Not a swirling, misty mountain in the wet tropics where bryophytes thrive. He's not prepared to find anything of interest to him. But something caught his eye. Uh, colour was the first thing that caught my eye. Um, when you get to know a group of plants well, you become fairly attuned to just uh, certain shades of green. And you can spot the colour from, oh, you know, 10, 12 metres away. So alongside this little permanent waterway feeding out of a large, ba a permanently wet basin, in a lens on the sandstone plateau was a series of waterfalls and alongside these waterfalls was this you know bright vibrant yellow green color they're just in the uh, the vertical soil on the side of the stream banks uh, getting splashed continuously by the, the spray coming off the water these small waterfalls 
yeah, uh, this this little plant was was uh, was unexpected. I I didn't expect to see uh, any species of Lepidosiaceae in this country. Lepidosiaceae is the family of leafy liverworts. Matt suspects this curious little plant belongs to. When you think liverworts, you want to collect them. You go to wet mountains. You don't go to hot, periodically dry, um, uh, seasonal monsoon woodlands. So it's out of place? Uh, very, yes. It was very out of place. Did you shout? Did you go, hey, I got something? Uh, or what did you do? No, I uh, looked at it and then I asked Trevor for his hand lens because not expecting to see anything interesting, I'd left mine in the car. <laughs> So yeah, I borrowed Trevor's hand down. I still couldn't work out what this thing was in the field. With around 7,500 liverwort species, I'm wondering what Matt would be looking for, if he had the right hand lens, to tell these tiny plants apart in the field. Some fairly fine uh, structural details associated with the origin of geotropic stolons that these plants produce to fix them to the substrate. Okay. Rewind. Geo what now? Oh, geotropic stolons. Uh, they're just like pegs. So you put tent pegs into the grounds. These plants grow geotropic stolons to hold them onto their substrate. I like it. What I don't understand is, as a, a, a vascular plant biologist is is that these things aren't really technically roots. They're, they're just other structures holding them. Yeah, see, liver, uh, liverworts haven't come up with roots yet. I'm sure they will one day. Mm. They just have to deal with the structures that are within their developmental capacity. Oh. And uh, I know. What we have here is a great story about um, being observant at all times. There, there are new species at our doorstep, and being observant is the key thing. Trevor Wilson and Matt Renner on episode six of Branch Out from the Royal Botanic Garden in Sydney, presented by Vanessa Fuchs. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. It's a new show, so it can be tough for new listeners to find us. And I also really want to know what you think about the show, so how many podcasts I should feature each week. Do you want longer or shorter excerpts? Are you enjoying the interviews with producers and hosts of shows? All that kind of stuff. So I'm shamelessly pleading for ratings and reviews on iTunes or the Apple Podcast, Apple Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from, in fact. So if you found the podcast hour handy for finding new stuff to listen to, if you've got a minute or two spare, please consider subscribing to it, leaving a rating or a review, or even just mentioning the show to a friend or a family member. Thanks so much. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.